The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with you and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. And a special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners around the world in Argentina, Taiwan, and the Netherlands, and in the states of Tennessee, Georgia, and Maine. Welcome and thank you for your continuing support. Because you keep tuning in and listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. As I promised at the beginning of every show, at least through September, I'm going to lead you through three exercises that we can all do to help stop or lessen the severity and frequency of the national natural disasters, national and natural and international disasters that have been plaguing the earth. I'm doing them at the beginning of each show so you can find them easily and do them with me every day or at the very least every week. The wonderful thing about it is that as you help Mother Earth to clear the negative energy, you will also be clearing yourself of fears and other negative energies that are harmful to you. So please spread the word for yourself, your families, your local communities, our global community and the earth itself. For more information on this topic, listen to our May 28th on-demand show with Dwan Washington by going to my website, paulajoyce.com. I know that you are responding to this information because that show continues to be in the top three most listened to shows. Thank you for listening and continuing to tell other people. Here are the three techniques to help clear yourself and the earth of fear. Please do them with me. The first one is an affirmation. I am love as I am loved. You are love as you are loved. All is love 
as all is loved. The second one is a visualization. If you have trouble visualizing, then just listen to the words. Close your eyes and see a beautiful pink heart full of love, shining pink light down on you. See and feel the pink light going through your body, down to your feet, and into the ground where the pink light is filling and healing all of the fault lines in the earth, the oceans, the floodplains, the volcanoes, the winds, and the atmosphere. The last technique is a chant. First, I'm going to say it, and then you can chant it with me. Om, ah, ha, ah, om, am, am. Om, ah, ha, ah, om, am, am. Know that as you do these three techniques, you are helping to fill yourself and the earth with pink healing energy, which is balancing all the energies and helping to create calm and peace within yourself and the earth. These techniques are particularly helpful for anyone who has been abused or is self-abusing because they experience more fear than most people. Please share these techniques widely. I feel so strongly about the importance of helping to clear ourselves of fear and negativity that I created another workshop. This one helps you experience your past lives. It's important to know about our lives before this one because they are often the source of confusing feelings of deja vu, healthy and unhealthy relationships, special talents, gifts and knowledge, fears and phobias and health and personal challenges. We often spend years in therapy or misery or in misery blaming ourselves or our childhood for our problems when in fact the source can be a past life. With my process, you will discover what you need to know, keep the positive, and let go of what's hurting you. I was trained by Dr. Brian Weiss, and I use a gentle process in which you always feel safe and in control. Whether you just want to learn more about your soul's journey through different lifetimes or want to heal something in your current life, the information you're ready to know now will emerge. In this workshop, you will experience your past lives with my expert guidance, learn new techniques that I have created to help you discover past lives on your own, heal your past, present, and future, connect deeply with your spirit and soul, understand the reasons for your current life circumstances, enhance your spiritual well-being, release the negative influences from your past lives, gain new self-awareness, empowerment, and peace. We will meet at the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas, Saturday, September 19th, from 2 to 3.30 for just $35. You can learn more about the importance of past lives by listening to our on-demand shows with Dr. Bernie Siegel and Dr. Dave DeSano. Go to my website, paulajoyce.com, to listen to those shows and to register for my workshop, 
past life regression or to contact me about scheduling one in your community. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Betsy Adder Thompson, who will talk with us about finding comfort in the uncomfortable. Last week, we had a fascinating conversation with Colleen Morrow about how all of us can access the wisdom of our soul. She even shared a powerful meditation that helped her forgive the person in her life who she was having great difficulty forgiving. After using this meditation several times for a while, she was finally free of the burden of her anger and blame. This led to her increased happiness and peace. It's worth listening to the show just to hear the meditation and to do it on your own. One regular listener wrote, I think she's amazingly smart and well-informed. I really loved her ideas. I'm going to get her book and try some of the meditations. If you miss the show or any of our other ones, please visit my website, paulajoyce.com, and click on Radio Show at the top of the navigation. I heard from another listener about my silver lining story last week. I really appreciate your sharing your experiences with your computer and how you have grown and changed. It helps me see how I can take my own challenges and use them to observe and celebrate my growth. It also helps me understand more deeply the impact that abuse has on a person and how we can all heal. You understand abuse in a way that no one else does. You inspire me. I want to thank this listener, who is also a client, for taking the time to share this with me. Knowing that my journey helps others brings more meaning to my life. My silver lining story this week is about rising above the complexity of having been in an abusive marriage. When we got exciting family news this weekend, my ex took the opportunity to try to destroy my joy by creating chaos, as is his usual pattern. In the past, he would have succeeded. Not anymore. He began by putting one of our children in a distressing situation by acting as if he wanted to call me to celebrate the announcement, but didn't know if he should. 
By asking our child to tell him how to handle his ex-wife, he created several false assumptions. He began by painting himself as the very considerate man who just wants to say something nice to his ex-wife, but is afraid that hearing from him might upset her. By saying this, he painted me as unreasonable, emotionally inadequate, and potentially unwilling to accept accept his kindness. The worst part was putting our adult child in the middle. This kind of behavior used to really upset me. I would spend days being distraught by the negative ideas about me that he was planting in my children's heads, the false good guy image of himself that he was presenting, and worst of all, his taking advantage of our child's good-heartedness to create unnecessary anxiety. One silver lining for me was that instead of getting upset, I recognized his patterns and chose to respond not react. I began by using the opportunity to get my child out of the middle. I explained that I wanted to handle all interactions with him directly and that I didn't need anyone to run interference for me, to protect me, or to try to figure out what I would want. This allowed me to model mature adult behavior and give my child permission to draw better boundaries with him. Best of all, I didn't worry what ideas he was planting in their heads because my behavior spoke loudly, broadcasting that I was in charge of my life and could handle myself. The next part continued with more silver linings. When he did call, I could see and feel how he used to be able to get into my head. From this new place of health and well-being, I saw the pattern he uses of buttering me up, pretending to share my happiness while hoping to relax me enough to slide in questions designed to create worry and destroy my joy. I used to let my guard down, which allowed him to zoom right in and plant his fears. I've learned to trust with certainty that he always has an ulterior motive, and part of me is always on alert, watching for when and how it will manifest. Then I can block it by responding instead of reacting, which prevents him from disrupting my good feeling. He no longer has any power over me. He cannot manipulate me into a place of fear, which is how he used to get his power. I recognize that now. I am secure within myself and in my relationships with my children and grandchildren, and I know who he is. I also know that I have the power to choose who I trust and how I respond to life challenges. In the past, his questions would have caused me to get fearful, and it would have resulted in my making a flurry of frantic calls. This would have gotten everyone upset with me and each other because it really would have been much to do about nothing. Most importantly, it would have removed the joy that everyone was feeling, and we would have been left with anger, hurt, blame, resentment, guilt, the silver linings of a deeper relationship with my child and of self-empowerment and of peace. Even when an abuser is around, 
means more than I can adequately express in words. After a lifetime of abuse, I am finally free. I added another silver lining by using the situation to tell my child that I would like to be notified should my ex have a life-threatening health crisis. He is the father of my children, and we did spend half of our lives together. He will never be my friend or someone who I choose to spend time with because he is not respectful of me or trustworthy. We do have a history, however, and he has been a huge part of my learning and growth. As they say, he was a great teacher for me. Through our ongoing relationship, I have become strong, self-empowered, calm, patient, self-confident, forgiving, and a better person than I was when I met him. Together, we have wonderful children and grandchildren. I have learned and grown and am grateful. I needed his particular energy to help me become who I am. One would not have happened without the other. And with that, I want to introduce our guest today, Betsy Otter Thompson. She has a Bachelor of Fine Arts from the University of Pennsylvania, and although she had appeared in numerous television commercials in New York and Philadelphia, she nearly became homeless after moving to California. Betsy's recovery began when instead of blaming others for her problems, she took responsibility by realizing that each relationship was an opportunity to know herself better. For the next 18 years, she was an executive assistant to an entertainment executive. She now writes full-time sharing spiritual concepts and is the author of six books, including Love Human. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. While listening to the commercials, go to paulajoyce.com. First, click on Register Now to read about and register for my workshop, Past Life Regression. Then click on Calendar of Events to see your question for today. Before the second break and at the end of the show, I'll give you something else to do with your question. When you email me, you will have an opportunity for me to read your email on the show. So right now, go to PaulaJoyce.com, go to my calendar of events page, answer the question of the day, and register for my workshop. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Betsy Otter Thompson to talk about finding comfort in the uncomfortable. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. 
Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, and I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Um, I am grateful to welcome you back. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners. And as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach a lot of people. If this interests you or if you want to become part of the conversation today, please call 1-866-472-5795 or email drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now we're between shows. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. I hope you made a list of the things that you worry about. Awareness is the first step in the process of change, and in this case, happiness. And we're here with Betsy Otter Thompson to talk about finding comfort in the uncomfortable. Welcome, Betsy. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here, and thank you for inviting me. Well, you're welcome. It's a delight um, to get to know you and to share your wisdom with the listeners. Um, I I wondered if you'd be willing to talk a little bit about uh, your childhood and and the abuse and, um, and how it evolved into who you are now. Well, you know, I loved how you were talking earlier about um, how we create our own world by our reaction to other people, not necessarily by what they do, but by how we deal with what they do, because I think that's what changed my life, too. And when I realized that I wasn't at the effect of other people, I was at the effect of how I reacted to other people. And that was that's what put me in the position of power like it did you, of being able to create the way things the way you wanted them to be and not to be always thinking you were the victim of the other person. But I didn't really understand that um, as, a, as a young person. And I, and I suppose I, uh, you know, we all have challenges when we're young and really not sure how to handle them. And I guess I coped the best way I could. Uh, and you know, the interesting thing about it is that there were four of us, four girls in the family, and two of them didn't have a problem at all, and another sister and I had the same kind of problem with our mother. And um, I feel like uh, the fact that I was willing to deal with the problem was what saved me because uh, I was able to 
ask myself what I had learned from uh, having this mother. And, uh, and I realized in the middle of my life, really, that um, when I was uh, really in a very bad way and uh, trying to turn things around, that I could say that the very fact that she was the person she was and the fact that we had such difficulty together was what motivated me to find a philosophy of life that did work. And in that way, I could look at her as a gift and I could release a lot of the old angst and and, and horrible feelings that I had about the relationship in that I could think to myself, well, you know, she gave me a challenge that I absolutely needed to get where I needed to be later in life. And so, therefore, I could release the angst. Uh, and I, it's not that it happened overnight, it's that it was a repeat process of getting into a new habit of looking at it. Because I think that all the habits that we have, or the way we behave, they become habits. And so we have to reprogram ourselves into a different habit. And it comes from doing it over and over again until the unusual becomes the usual, or the odd becomes the norm. And so I think that... Uh, you know, I have to say that I had more than just one person. I was blaming more than just one person for my problems. I was blaming practically everybody I'd ever been influenced by for my problems. And so I was really in a place where blame was the, my mode of uh, coping uh, and, and living in life. And, and, and my blame, all it did was really attract a lot of blamers back to me. Because we always, whatever we put out into the universe, we invite back. And so people who were blaming as a way of coping were finding me because I was using blame as a way of coping. And when I started to take responsibility, then I started to attract people into my life who were taking responsibility because that was my reflection then. And that was another motivation to stay in a positive place because I wanted to attract positive people into my life even if I didn't know how to do it for a while. And the interesting thing is that my sister the one who had an equally bad uh, relationship with my mother, did really not did not really deal with her feelings about it uh, in a very deep way. And she passed on at 50 from cancer. And I, and I believe they're very closely connected, uh, how the mind is what is going on in the mind is affecting the body. And I remember thinking to myself, there but for the grace of God go I, because I do really believe that, what we think and what we put out into the universe is reflected in the body. And so, therefore, if there's a cancer in the mind, the cancer shows up in the body. I, I agree with everything that you said. In my own life experience, there were only two of us, and my sister also died of cancer. And I believe for the same reasons that she was never willing or able to really deal with at a deep level our childhood and to move past it um, and and you had an experience with your own health um, would you like to talk about that for a minute please yes, yes. well when I was I went in California and uh, I came back to where I grew up uh, after uh, I was able to retire uh, from my job, and all the old angst of of uh, the years I had been here um, came up again, and I thought I had dealt with it all, but you know, we all take two steps forward and one step back, and this was like a step back for me, that I was dealing with all this family uh, dynamic again, and um, I was, all the old grudges and the old resentments were coming up, and um, I noticed one day that I had a lump in my back. 
so I went to the doctor. I called her. We have this history of cancer in the family, not just my sister, but my mother, my grandmother. Um, so I, I went to the doctors, and she said, yes, you do have a lump in your back, so I want you to go in tomorrow morning for, uh, for an MRI. And I said, okay. And so then I came home that night, and I... I, I knew, I, by this time I knew uh, about the idea of the mind affecting the body. The first thing I did was pick up Louise Hay's book and, ask, and look up lumps, and it means resentment and grudges, and so I knew immediately what was going on in my body. So I did a, uh, I did a long meditation that night, and I asked myself, now how can I, I, how can I turn this around? How can I look at this situation where I'm dealing with all these issues again in a way that is going to be healing for me? And uh, so I realized deep in the meditation that uh, the way my family had reacted to my decision that, that 20 years before when I had moved to California, the way they had acted towards me, um, uh, towards the decisions that I was making at the time, um, was actually part of the motivation that got me to California. And so I could, I could look at it and say, well, okay, maybe they were the gift I needed to get me where I needed to go. And as I looked at it from that point and really was, started releasing them, and instead of um, hating their decisions and how they behaved, I started thanking them for their behavior and for the gift it was to me to get me going what I, where I needed to go, where, where my whole life would really unfold in a positive way. And as I released this, them from this, this grudge and resentment that I had, this feeling of creamy light came all the way up through my body. It was the most amazing feeling I've ever had. And I knew, I didn't know what had happened, but I knew something wonderful had happened. And so I went in for the MRI the next morning, and um, I came home, and the doctor called me in the afternoon, and she said, well, it doesn't show up on the MRI, but I want you to go in for more tests. And I said, well, before I do that, I have to tell you what happened to me last night. And I, so I went to her. I swore to myself I would never again have a doctor I couldn't be honest with. I told her what happened, and she said, well, come in this afternoon. Let me check you out. And I went in, and, it, and, the, and the lump was gone. And the way I explain this is that the body is, re- is reflecting what is going on in the mind. If it leaves the mind, then the body says, oops, Betsy gets it. There's no reason. She gets it. There's no reason for the lump anymore. And so the lump was gone. And I really believe that healing can be as spontaneous as, as can happen as spontaneously as this if the healing in the mind happens as spontaneously as this. And in the emotions. Um, yes. And, and yes. so it's all tied together. And what a beautiful story um, and and um, enlightenment that you had and and healing at deep levels. And I think that the way I think about it is healing in layers. So it's not like there it is again, but more like there it is at a deeper level. And then yeah. you were able to um, remove it at that deepest level. Yes, and you know, I have another vision that I use, Paul, that I, that I, that I love because it puts me in a very sort of lighthearted place. I imagine myself before I got here, and I imagine myself planning my journey, and I think to myself, well, I, I think of how I must have said to myself, well, uh, these are the challenges that I need this lifetime in order for me to get where I want to go and inside, how, for, and enable me to go deeper within to find who I really am. And so somebody else jumps in and says, oh, I'll give you that challenge because I need to leave and do such and such and such. And so I think of my mother as jumping in as being a person who was willing to play that 
role for me in order for me to try to make that leap. And in that way, I can also thank her and have a different feeling in my heart about it because I think the people who really give us the hardest challenges of all are probably the people who love us the most because they're the ones that hope we succeed. I agree with your belief system 100%. And I actually told, had someone tell me that to choose to play the abuser or the, the teacher of a challenging lesson is really a very difficult role to play. And what a gift that they were willing to play that. So it's kind of the other side of it. Um, yes. And when you look at that way, you can find gratitude in your heart for that, that they loved you enough to play that role for you. And that's it, very healing. Yes, yes. And while you were talking about, you know, agreement before you came in, um, you also talk about the in your book, Love Human, about the value of knowing your past lives. So while we're on this, let's move into that topic. Well, I think that the book talks about it in a, in a very broad sense in that when we, we can understand ourselves better, why we're here, what we're here to do, if we think of ourselves as really being uh, on one life out of many uh, and that uh, it talks about the history of humankind in a way in that when we first came here, um, we came here spontaneously because we knew we were the love of God and we manifested in form in whatever way we thought was perfect for the earth at the time uh, and suited our environment and we had whatever we needed at the time and so because we communicated perfectly we didn't need a mouth to communicate with so a mouth was we didn't need to eat food because the love in our body and the love of God kept us healthy on a 24 seven basis and so uh, we didn't have a mouth and we didn't need a mouth and we didn't have body hair because there was nothing to protect ourselves from so the love of God within us protected it from anything that was happening on the earth and um, so uh, you know our bodies reflected our knowledge then and as we began to forget who we were and the voice of ego got in- interfered and started to make us uh, think that some people were valuable and some people weren't valuable we left the feeling of the whole of love and felt separate and different and so then our world started to reflect the fact that there were instead of one person here there were lots of different parts it's like a circle if you think the circle is continuous it's continuous as soon as you think one part of the circle doesn't belong there the circle becomes fragmented and so we've gone through a long history of of trying to find our way back uh, to who we were when we first got here. And I think that that's the destiny of all of us eventually. And we're all going at our own speed and at our own pace and at our own uh, momentum. Uh, But that doesn't mean that other people are not living what they need to live to get there too. And, And that's why the chapter on judgment comes in about allowing other people to have their path. Their path doesn't necessarily have to influence your path, but it doesn't mean that their path is wrong just because it's not like your path. Uh, yes, and, and you talk about it all going back to love. Absolutely. Everything goes back to love because that's who we are. We are the love of God within us. There's, and uh, you, finding more love, there's a chapter on finding more love, and if you want to find more love, you're going to have to find it where you don't think it exists because that's where it is. That's where it's waiting for you, uh, just like it was for you with your husband and just like it was for me with my mother, I had to find what was loving about that relationship, what, what, how it had helped me in some way, because that's where the love is that was missing. 
and that's where it is for everyone. For the you know, wherever you think, uh, when you think you want more love in life, everybody wants more love. Then you have to look where you don't think there's any love, and and find it there. Uh, yes, and I loved your chapter on how can I love myself if my life doesn't have any love, yes. and you said define love as the appreciation of self. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really beautiful. Yes. So finding how you have, you know, trusting your soul. I, I always say to, I say to myself over and over again too, to people, um, when you say that, that you're not living the life you should be living or you say that another person is not living the life they should be living, what you're really saying is the soul in them is a dummy. And that's impossible. The soul is all-knowing. The soul knows exactly where we need to be and what we need to be doing and who we need to be facing. And so it's always uh, it's always wise, and it's always wise for other people, too. And, you know, it's very hard to remember that in the world we live in today, uh, that what is happening around us is wise in some way. But I truly believe that everything that is happening is moving, um, is an evolution of the soul of all of us who are here, that we all volunteered to be here at this time for a good reason, and we are all uh, uh, helpful in that evolution uh, towards more love in one way or another. We may not understand how it's happening, but I trust that it is happening. I agree with you, and we're about to go to break, so I just want to say I'd like to pick this up because you talked about listening to our soul, and I think part of that is learning to distinguish the voice of fear and the voice of love, which you talk about. Right. So let's pick that up after a break. Um, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, paulajoyce.com, and sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and barriers and hear your higher self, your inner wisdom, your voice of love, and get in what you want in life. You will also get advance notice about every show episode and the on-demand show sent directly to you. Now in your paper, write down how you're going to stop worrying about what you cannot change. Stay tuned. We'll be right back to talk more with Betsy Adder Thompson about finding comfort in the uncomfortable. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. 
Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Welcome back. I hope that you wrote down how you're going to stop worrying about what you cannot change. We're here talking with Betsy Adder Thompson about finding comfort in the uncomfortable, and you can find out more about her at BetsyThompson.com. Betsy, this is fascinating. Thank you. So let's pick up where we left off on hearing and knowing which is the voice of fear and what's the voice of love. Okay. Well, healthy fear, there's healthy fear and there's unhealthy fear. Healthy fear keeps our bodies safe by keeping us aware of our physicality and the matter all around us. For instance, um, the fear you get when going down the steps to grab the rail so you don't slip and fall. That's healthy fear. Another name for healthy fear is good old common sense. Unhealthy fear is something else entirely. It keeps the mind stagnant by screaming in our ears. All the things like don't ask for help, your issues aren't important, don't have any fun, good times precede disaster, don't believe in yourself, you always fall short. That's, that's the voice of ego. I'm that, what I, I used to hear all the time from my mother is don't have any fun, good times precede disaster. So like if you have Ooh. a good time, you feel guilty. <laughs> Yes, and then you're waiting for the other shoe to fall. It yes, destroys yes, the course, joy. I know, and I, I, I was thinking the other day, you know, when I was, when blame was my mode of operandi, uh, and I thought of myself as a victim of everybody else all the time, I was always waiting for the next shoe to fall. <laughs> right. I know that feeling. It's a legacy of abuse, but we can change it. We can. <laughs> and that's we the can. good news. We just have to remember that nothing that this irrational fear says is true. Uh, nothing it offers is real, and nothing it represents has love. So it's just a lot of, a lot of advice, but never any solutions. Uh, yes, and it stays. It helps us stay stuck in old. Um, negative thinking and I like to talk about the voice of love as the kind voice the voice that wants good things for you yes it always has praise for your journey it always has um, it always honors you and respects your choices no choices are ever wrong uh, because every choice leads you to some kind of growth that you need Uh, and um, I, I remember when I started thinking about um, all the, the supposed mistakes I had, I started thinking of them as hard-earned growth, and it was a much healthier outlook for sure. 
I, I agree 100%. I had that same journey. And now, actually, I ask for learning my lessons through love rather than fear yeah. and negativity. Yeah. I figure I've had enough pain for this lifetime. <laughs> well, you know, I think if we don't have any growth, we leave here. So I know that there's more growth ahead of me. And um, the way I handle fear, the fear that comes up for me these days is about doing something new in terms of my work. And so... I've just told myself that whatever whatever comes up and I'm invited to do, I'm going to say yes before I have a chance to get fearful about it. I'm just going to say yes and not worry about it. <laughs> just, I just trust that I wouldn't be presented with the opportunity unless I was ready for it. I, I love it. And actually, I said yes to this radio show before I was ready for it. And I got ready. You can sit and wait you, your whole life. Yeah, it's before you thought you were ready. Your soul knew you were ready. But it's before you thought, you know, you, before you had caught up with your soul. Good point. Good point. Yes. Um, you know, and you also talk about, I think this is a good lead into you talk about we are all energy. Um, can you help us understand that better? Well, I don't think anything exists that isn't energy uh, in matter. All, all, everything in matter is energy, and energy is one. And if God is energy, then we are all God. Everything is God. Uh, everything is energy. How can it be anything else but God? And therefore, everything is as holy as everything else. And, you know, I remember from a childhood, I'm not, I'm not into a religion right now, but I do remember that God valued a blade of grass as much as a, a human being. And that's because it's all part of one. It's all part of the one of energy. And we are all, we are, we are all, uh, and people who have passed over, interestingly enough, uh, know that energy is one. They come back and say we're all one. It's all one. They know it because they've been there uh, out, of, um, out of matter, and they know that it's all one. So we are all one, and, and which means that, we, that we, we find others who reflect our oneness. You know, within that oneness, we all have our own reflection. Uh, and so we are mirroring people who are uh, people who are in front of us who mirror something in ourselves. And if we recognize the mirror, sometimes we're delighted about that mirror, and sometimes we aren't so delighted about that mirror. But when we're not so delighted about it, it just means that that person is reflecting something in us that we need to look at. That's all. Exactly. And as you often do, I look at what do I need to learn here? What do I need to do differently to clear this energy and to bring in more positive? Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, my one of the best, most uh, powerful thoughts I've ever heard is the idea that uh, God thinks everything, the universe, God, whatever you want to call the force that runs the universe, thinks that everything is love, everything. And so, therefore, if I am being disrespectful of someone, then the universe says to itself, oh, well, Betsy thinks disrespect is love, so let's give her a lot more of that back. (laughs) (laughs) That's a quick way to learn. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if that's that's the way, you know, if you you really want to understand how the mirror works, that's how it works. You know, we, we we are... facing people who are reflecting whatever we've put out into the universe. And so it's never about the other person changing. You can't change people anyway. They change when they're good and ready to change, not when you think they should change. But it's about asking yourself, how do they reflect something in me that I need to understand and work on or get through or, uh, uh, you know, heal? 
Exactly, because we are the only person who we can change, and the rewards um, are, are so wonderful. And as you point out, it affects everyone around you because you change your own energy. Yes, and then you, you attract that energy back to you. You change people who have a different energy. Yes, and so then life keeps getting better, and that spreads um, positivity uh, around you so that people, in a way, catch it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nice. They catch, they catch whatever is going around them. So it can, be the, it can be the positive love and it can be the negative fear. So just make sure you know what you're spreading around. Uh, exactly. I think that's really important. And the wisdom to know, I think only something like 8% of what we worry about actually manifests. And so knowing what we can do something about and doing something about it, and then knowing what we can't, and just allowing it because, you know, I can't stop um, the the train, um, uh, you know, it's it's not my job or in my um, sphere of influence or capability. Yes, it's just about realizing that whatever is paramount in your life, whatever focus you take in your life, is going to expand. So if you take an attitude of constantly watching what's going on in the rest of the world and constantly making judgments about it constantly making, uh, having opinions about what other people are doing, that's the focus that gets bigger. If you take the focus that um, what I, I can only be responsible for my life, I thought all I have to do is make sure that my life has the integrity I want it to have, then that's what expands. So you just have to remember we are energy, and energy expands from the focus that is given. Um, I, I really liked your chapter on judgment because uh, up until... I don't know, a few years ago, you know, my middle or first name was Judgment. I mean, I was really, <laughs> really, really good at it. <laughs> and I have oh. truly let go of that. And it's such a relief because it just brought so much misery um, to myself and others. Yes. Uh, this is another idea that's helpful, too. It says, it's, why would the universe judge beliefs as good, bad, wrong or right, if all are known as the needed growth in the people who have them. Wow. Wow. And, and it's, you know, we, we always want people to recognize the growth that they need, but that's not ours. We're not in charge of that. Right. And people, it's about trust, really. I mean, for me, it comes down to trust, that I trust if I want to trust my own life and that I have what I need in my life, I have to trust that others do too. Exactly. And then to be able to accept, too, that it's um, uh, what we can um, control and, and can't. And that frees up a lot of energy, I believe. Yes. Um, I Would you just touch very briefly, and I mean just like in a minute, on extraterrestrial because I find it so fascinating? Well, I, I think I can't imagine. Look, at, we have this incredible imagination that can think up anything. So uh, we thought up this incredible planet Earth. Why would we stop with one Earth? It doesn't make any sense to me, and I'm always, I have a very logical mind, and so I say to myself, well, if energy created this Earth, it must have created many Earths and many universes and many 
different... I mean, if we could play in any place we wanted to play, why would we just have one place called planet Earth? We would have many places. Uh, it's just like in our life, we have many friends. We don't just have one friend. We have many friends, and they all bring something valuable to our lives. And so each uh, planet in each universe that has human life or some kind of life on it has, has its game to play. And, and we go, I believe that we choose uh, the planet to go to and the person to be when we, when we go there because that's, what, that's where our evolution is in the moment. That's where we need to be for the growth that we need to find. And so, you know, it's just about opening your mind and your heart to other possibilities beyond what we find just right here on Earth, that there must be probably millions of other places that we could go and, and learn and grow. And we choose, and why wouldn't we have many choices uh, if we could make many choices, you know? <laughs> Uh, yes, and, and 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 with that, I encourage people to get your book, Love Human, and to um, go to your website, BetsyThompson.com. Thank you so much for sharing yourself and your wisdom with us. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed every minute. Wonderful. Um, and thank. And I'd like to thank my listeners for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please like us on Facebook by going to my website, paulajoyce.com. While you're there, browse my resources page to purchase the books my guests, like Betsy, have written and that I have written, and to look at my services, including coaching, speaking, energy healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Overcoming Abuse Through Self-Empowerment, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Energetic Healing, The Om Awakening. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. Literally thousands of guides and angels support this work and work directly with my clients and myself. While you're on my website, go to register now and register for my new workshop, Past Life Regression, and go to the calendar of events and click here to send me an email with your commitment to yourself. And as you experience success, please send me your email so I can read them on the air and we can celebrate together. Next Thursday, join us when Linda Wooding will talk with us about relationships and the choices we make. In the meantime, I'd love to hear about a challenge that you're facing or an inspirational story. Please email or call me. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week. We'll be right back. 